To open up today's teaching on wisdom, we are in Proverbs chapter 14, and this is part 12 of, of the series. I mean, it's been amazing, you know, the book of Proverbs, and I'm sure by now we are a whole lot wiser than when we started the book. I mean, do you really feel that you are wiser? Okay. Now, so the question is, do you have any question from our study of the book of Proverbs so far? Do we have any questions so far on our study on the book of Proverbs? Anybody? From what we've um, studied, before we move on, Pastor, what about this area? Can we clarify um, this or can we clarify that? Okay, so we, we are all good. Okay, there's a, there's a hand there. Good evening, Pastor. Good evening, sir. Uh, what Pastor Lamide said that... Is, uh, Last week. Said, what Pastor Lamide said... What Pastor Lamide said, okay. said, wisdom takes calculated risks. What does that mean? What does that mean? Yes. Okay. That's a very good question. <laughs> wisdom takes calculated risks means that as we are also going to see today, that wisdom does not take blind risks. So wisdom, wisdom will count the cost, look at all the crisis points, all the, where the problems can come from, and takes the risk based on informed um, um, knowledge or decision. Making so wisdom is not um, hasty. Wisdom is cautious with decision making. Even though wisdom is courageous, wisdom takes calculated risk. That's what so it is calculated. It's not reckless. Do you understand? Okay, so you can take you can take rec- reckless risk, and as we're going to see today, that's foolishness. That's that's not wisdom. In fact, that's not courage. <laughs> that is reckless courage. So, w- w- before we get into our text today, thank you for the question. Um, at at the 10 a.m., was that was, was that's it at the 8 a.m. also? But at the 10 a.m. service on, on Sunday, we talked about um, Satan cannot separate you from God. Sorrows cannot separate you from God. I will remember that. Okay, we, we said uh, society cannot separate you from God. Then <laughs> we now said suicide. So it's, it's something that has been up for debate among scholars, Bible scholars. Some people say that if a Christian commits suicide, they go to hell. Others say that if a Christian commits suicide, they go to heaven. What do you think? (laughs) 
if you think a Christian coming to Saturday, they don't have time for that. We have a whole lot of work to do. So, um, basically, this is how it goes. I mean, this is where we stand. You know, if asking a question, my uncle that was a Christian committed suicide, how I will answer it to be different from I want to commit suicide. So, I mean, some time ago, someone drove to my office. So, if you want to commit suicide, don't do it. Don't do it. Get help. Just run to church. Run to any of the pastors. Get help. It means you need help. So, someone came to my office a long time ago, and, you know, so he said to me that as he is right now, he said his last prayers. He wants to commit suicide. You know? Now, I assured him that he really doesn't want to commit suicide because he drove all the way from his house to my office. Why didn't he enter under the trailer if he really wanted to commit suicide? So there's something in him that <laughs> believes that there's more to life. He was obviously, I mean, I wasn't belittling his, his depressed state. He was obviously struggling with depression. But the truth is, if you have a problem, you seek for help. Praise the Lord. However, I believe very strongly that if a Christian is in a dark place, I mean, there have been a lot of Christians that have gone through a, a very difficult situation and they didn't get the help that was required, and they actually commit suicide, I believe that they will be in heaven. And the reason is, is, is straightforward. It's, it's not very hard. God's love for us does not expire. Praise the name of the Lord. It doesn't. That's why there's going to be a lot of, you know, there's going to be a lot of tears in heaven. And that's why the Bible says in Revelations that God will be wiping away people's tears. Because people that actually commit suicide, when they get to heaven, they will be weeping out of regret. Because you will see what could have been. Perhaps if you had even stayed one more day. Praise the name of the Lord. And it will be filled with regret. But fundamentally, when it is a place of the person is, or people have done that, I mean, it has happened time and time again, you know, I won't say that they, they are in hell. In fact, I would say that they are in heaven. Praise the name of the Lord. So nothing, I believe nothing can separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus. Either death or life or principalities or powers or things to come, or things that are present, or heights, or depths, nothing can separate us. From, and and that, is, that is beautiful. Someone says that. It's just like the, the case of, does God forgive you where after you've, when you give your life to Jesus? The person that commits abortion, is it not mother? Does God forgive them? So mother and suicide, which one is better? Both are, both are wrong.
Praise the Lord. Proverbs 14. This is going to be interesting. A wise woman builds her, her, her home. But a foolish woman, it was a foolish woman. You know, only the men have said it. The women are very quiet. <laughs> but a foolish woman tears it down with her own hands. Those who follow the right path fear the Lord. Those who take the wrong path despise him. A fool's proud talk becomes a rod that beats him. But the words of the wise keep them safe. Without oxen, a stable stays clean. But you need a strong ox for a large harvest. An honest witness does not lie. A false witness breeds lies. A mocker seeks wisdom and never finds it. But knowledge comes easily to those with understanding. Stay away from fools, for you won't find knowledge in their lips. The prudent understand where they are going, but fools deceive themselves. Fools make fun of guilt, but the godly acknowledge it and seek reconciliation. Each heart knows its own bitterness. And no one else can fully share its joy. The house of the wicked will be destroyed, but the tent of the godly will flourish. There is a path before each person that seems right, but it ends in death. Laughter can conceal a heavy heart, but when the laughter ends, the grief remains. Backsliders get what they deserve. Good People receive their reward. Only simpletons believe everything they are told. The prudent carefully consider their steps. The wise are cautious and avoid danger. Fools plunge ahead with reckless confidence. My brother, you see that? Short-tempered people do foolish things. And schemers are hated. Simple things are clothed with foolishness, but the prudent are crowned with knowledge. Evil people will bow before good people. Say amen. amen. The wicked will bow at the gates of the godly. The poor are despised even by their neighbors, while the rich have many friends. In quote. It is a sin to belittle one's neighbor. Blessed are those who help the poor. If you plan to do evil, you will be lost. If you plan to do good, you will receive unfailing love and faithfulness. Work brings profit, but mere talk leads to poverty. Wealth is a crown for the wise. The effort of fools yields, yields only foolishness. A truthful witness saves lives, but a false witness is a traitor. Those who fear the Lord are secure. It will be a refuge for their children. F- 
fear of the Lord is a life-giving fountain. It offers escape from the snare of death. A growing population is a king's glory. A prince without subjects has nothing. People with understanding control their anger. A hot temper shows great foolishness. A peaceful heart leads to a healthy body. Jealousy is like cancer in the bones. Those who oppress the poor insult their maker, but helping the poor honors him. The wicked are crushed by disaster, but the godly have a refuge when they die. Wisdom is enshrined in an understanding heart. Wisdom is not found amongst fools. Godliness makes a nation great, but sin is a disgrace to any people. A king rejoices in wise servants, but is angry with those who disgrace him. The Lord bless the reading and understanding of his words in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so Proverbs 14 teaches us about three main things. You know, there's a fourth one, but we can't get to it, and that's leadership, and, and, and which talks about um, a king, the, the, the glory of the king is his people, and a prince that doesn't have people is, 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 is poor and all the other leadership things. You know, but we're going to look at wisdom, money, and life. So if you're writing, um, you're filling that space immediately. Proverbs 14 teaches us about wisdom, money, and life. So we start with wisdom. Verse 6 says to us that a mocker seeks wisdom and never finds it. But knowledge comes easily to those who, with, un, with understanding, wisdom is enshrined in, the, in an understanding heart. Wisdom is not found with fools. So we see there that God is saying that a mocker seeks wisdom but doesn't find it. So who is a mocker? Someone that jeers at truth, jeers at God. Someone that, you know, mocks at light. The truth is that they can search and read and study and research. They still will not find wisdom. So many times, God will say to us, like Psalm 1, from verse 1 to 3, that don't sit with mockers. Don't sit with people that are mocking the gospel. Don't sit, because don't associate with fools. Should they be your friends, of course? But if they are the people you hang out with, you have a problem. Don't sit with mockers. Mockers, as much as they are serious, they are studious, they are diligent, they can research, they can Google, they can search, but they will not find wisdom. Wisdom lies with people that have an understanding. In other words, what we are saying is you have to be sincere. If you want to be wise, you, you have to be sincere. That's, that's the word there. If you want to be wise, if you come to God, you have to be sincere. You know, years ago, I was speaking to someone that was from another faith, you know, and I, and I said to him, you know, that, listen, 
he, because I could see that he, he was sincere. There, were, there are people that they are just, they, they are just mockers, you know. It, it takes a different approach. But with this guy, he was actually sincere. And I said to him, you know what, when you get home, can you do something? He said, what? I said, shut your door and kneel down and say to, to God, at least you believe that God said yes, I said to him, reveal yourself to me. If what these Christians are saying is right, God revealed himself to him. He saved today. Everyone that is sincere finds God. Everyone. Everyone. And also in any prayer that you have with God, if it's something you're you are seeking God for, if you are sincere, if you go to God with sincerity, you always find God. But if you go to God with your own conny conny, you know, some people, they have their own, um, you know, they are schemers. They, are, they have their own conny conny way. They just... They just want to pray. They will pray in tongues, but they know what they want to do. You can't find God like that. If you come to God, you have to be open. You have to be open. You have to be unassuming. You have to be... If if he leads in this direction, fine. If he leads in that direction, fine. You know, by the grace of God, I mean, I can be very unassuming. I don't even... I don't, I don't, in most things, if not in all things that I do, I don't even have a plan B. I just follow God like, like sheep. You know, sheep, they are very dumb. They are just following like this, mumu. That's how I follow God, mumu. But you see, sometimes we are very smart, we are very intelligent. So, we, we, we say to God, God, you know, <coughs> this um, PhD in astrophysics is not for nothing. You should have actually solved this problem like this. And God just leaves such people to themselves many times. But if they are sincere, they also will find God. So when you come to God, honestly, what you know, put it aside. Come with an open heart. You'll be amazed what God can reveal to you. You'll be amazed. When you open the Bible, open your heart, which is why, I mean, I like that song that we sing. With open heart, let the ancient words impart. We come with open hearts. We come with open hearts. Praise the name of the Lord. Verse 16 says that the wise are cautious and avoid danger. It says, but fools plunge ahead with reckless confidence. You know, <laughs> so the wise take calculated risk, like Pastor Lamine said. The wise take calculated risk. They are cautious. They are making progress, but they are cautious. What fools take reckless risk, the reckless confidence, you know? A lot of, I mean, you, you drive, many of you drive in Lagos. A lot 
of people have been involved in accidents because they take reckless, reckless risks, particularly those guys that drive uh, Okada. I have nothing against Okada drivers, but uh, even the tricycle guys are even trailers. Do you know that a lot of truck drivers, they drive as if they're driving a bike. I was driving behind one yesterday, and he was I'm like, look at what this guy's going to do. Do you know how bike guys do? When they just come like this, and they just shot, and he was driving a truck. Then, something happens, they say, oh, this is from the village. Maybe it's from the village. But the village thing must make them do those things. You know, and I was, I was on the phone with someone, and I was telling the person that... <laughs> The distance that I have driven is a 20-minute distance to my house. And I've used my own, I kid you not, over 20 times. And I said to the person that when I was out of town, I drove for one month. I didn't use my own once. One month. Here, 20 minutes, over 20 times. What's, What's wrong with us? Only Pastor G is excited about that. You know, something must be wrong with us. We take reckless risks on the road. It is unbelievable. Some cars, the cars are born again. Is, is the, have you, you've not seen born again cars. One passed me today as a, oh, poor gosh. I was, if I, honestly, if, if I wasn't cautious, it would have been something else. And, you know, and he just zoomed. And the sticker, the sticker had back to sender. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, back to sender. We would rather pray those kind of prayers. All my enemies in the village, all the arrows back to sender. Then do the right thing. And behave like wise people. Hallelujah. It's so important because you put too many things at risk. Too many things are at risk. And many times, you know, the person taking um, the fool that is plunging ahead with reckless confidence actually thinks he's smarter than you. Actually thinks he's smart. Then You come for prayers. Oh, pastor, pray for me. This is my third Uber car. It's always getting into accidents. Meanwhile, you are always putting yourself in a place where an accident can happen. Oh, it's, it's the devil. They are following me from the village. Maybe they are. Read the Bible so that they can go back to the village, those that are following you. And unfortunately, on the roads, same with many lives. Many business decisions are made with reckless abandon. Many career decisions are made with reckless abandon. Unfortunately, 
we run our lives. But we have to be different. Praise the name of the Lord. We have to be what? We have to be different. We have to be different. We have to be different. I remember one day, coming, leaving church, we were going home, and somebody drove, ah, and the person was one of our people here. I chased her. You will not drive like this, but me to chasing her, the way I drove. <laughs> but if I didn't drive like that, I wouldn't have caught her. But the point is this. We should stop all this. It affects every area of our lives. It's not just on the road. You think it was just on... It's, no, no, no. It affects... For those people that maybe you cook in the kitchen, it affects your kitchen. It affects your finances. It affects every area. Every area. Hallelujah. Okay, so we dive to verse 1. We are looking at wisdom. Verse 1 says... A wise woman builds a home, but a foolish woman tears it down with her own hands. That is huge. Huge. Big. You know, someone has said to me, Pastor, this is not fair. The Bible is putting all the blame on women. You know, so how does this how how does this read to you? How do you process this? A wise woman builds her home. A foolish woman tears it down with her own hands. Who wants to contribute to that? How do you read that? What does that mean? Have you seen it played out? Okay, Pastor Nina, did you raise your hand? Okay, Pastor Nina raised her hand. Who else? Praise God. Hallelujah. Um, I think simply to me, it's uh, it's just clear that a woman is well. I don't want to say in charge. <laughs> We are in charge. <laughs> Stop deceiving us. <laughs> you know, I think a woman has a lot of, um, can actually regulate the temperature in the home. Hmm. So, how you want it, what you see happening, you're actually causing it. Hmm. So, you can, you know, turn the heat up or keep, keep you know, a comfortable home where your husband is always wanting to come to, or you can keep him outside because everywhere is all tensed up. So I think a woman has a very strong role to play. And so women have to be wise. Amen. Because sometimes we think talking, talking, talking is is going to solve a lot of things. I think even in our silence, there's a lot of wisdom going on there. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Okay. There's a hand, that cubicle, there's a hand right in front here. Anyone that gets the mic first should go. 
Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. The man is the architect, okay. while the woman is the structural engineer and foreman. That's hmm. it. So can you can you explain that? I kind of understand, but can you just break okay. it down? An architect is someone that draws the plans uh -huh. and designs how things should be done, but uh -huh. it's not a person that should be there to build it. So just like the text says, it's it like the home is like a building, you oh. know, without the foreman. The foreman is someone that stands to to supervise the building or you know, how it goes. And the person okay. Is, yeah, that's it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So the building is actually the woman's responsibility. But we are told these days that we have to build this thing together. So we should just draw the plan and just give them. Be the architect. Big picture. <laughs> I'm working with it. <laughs> I'm working with it. Thank you for your contribution, sir. Yes. <laughs> Good evening, Papi. Good evening. Good evening, church. Um, what the verse is just explaining is like, a woman is the pillar in the house. I will say, and I will explain this with this illustration. A friend of mine, the husband usually drinks. Okay, he was drinking. He was a drunkard. And after that, he takes girls out, thinking the wife doesn't know. The better part of it is that he doesn't bring them home. He right. does whatever he does outside. Okay. But the woman, she's an understanding woman. She will just like, people come to tell her, your husband does this, your husband does that. She will just say, it's my husband, not yours. It, it, it lies in her hand to attack the man at that time and scatter everything. But right. she chose to pray for the man. Right. Each time she keeps praying for the man. So one day, after the man finished doing whatever he did outside, he forgot to wear his own undies and wore the lady's undies. Ah! <laughs> so when he... <laughs> Shayona bastard. <laughs> did I say that? <laughs> but is it not true? <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> so when he got home, the woman, what she just did was she removed her, his clothes, but found out that he was wearing another thing. Ah, ah. She just cleaned him up, wear him trousers on top of that. When the man woke up in the morning, he was like, ah, thank God my wife didn't see this. He quickly wrap it up, put it in his bag. So when he was going to work, the wife now said, honey, please, after today, remember to wear your own and come back. Don't wear another. That was just the end. The man knelt down and changed. So why that is how I say wow. a woman is the pillar. That one is a miracle. Though. Thank you, sir. <laughs> that is a miracle. Now, um, a wise woman builds a home, but a foolish woman tears it down with her own hands. Yes, Pastor Richard. Um, I have, um, I want to use it from the perspective of the words we speak. And because women are very emotional, they tend to speak uh, most of the things they think. Right. And um, life and death is in the tongue. Right. So I, I want to see it more from that aspect that when the woman probably is upset with a man for things um, he does, he, she tends to tear down the house. Even though she might speak those things momentarily, but those things might 
I mean, come to play Absolutely. in the future. So that, that's my take on this. Absolutely. Well. So we build or we destroy with our tongue, you know, and um, and yeah, like Pastor Richard said, women are emotion, mostly very emotional, and you know, on the immature woman thinks she has to say everything she feels. So when she's finished saying it, she says, "Oh, now I feel better." Now you feel better, but you have destroyed your home. So what do I do? You, you take it to the Lord. You grow. You take it to the Lord. You pray. You find a trusted third party that you can pray together with, that you can share with. But you don't, you don't destroy your, your, your home with your tongue. A wise woman builds a house a foolish woman pulls it down with her own hands. Anybody else? Yes and yes. So we take those two and that then I would share a few things and we move on from there. Yeah. Good evening, church. Good evening. A wife is just about wisdom and patience. A wife, a woman at home, a marriage woman at home has to use wisdom to take care of the home and patient. There are certain things that will come across that you will not want to take. But with patience, I know you will, you will go through it. So you have to think and be patience. wise. Yeah, okay. patience. Okay. Thank you. Yes. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. All right. I, was, I just want to share an example from... There was a video that was going viral a couple of days ago. Uh, it was about a man, a CEO, a, a very wealthy man, and, and the wife. They were going out of the car park, and they, out of the man's office, and they met a newly employed janitor who was cleaning up. And the woman looked at him and recognized him. Apparently, way back when they were in school, that janitor was her boyfriend. And the lady now... I mean, they exchange complimentary, uh, compliments or whatever. Greetings. <laughs> greetings, thank you. They exchange greetings and they moved on. Then as they were leaving, the husband now looked at the wife and said, wow, you must have hit a jackpot so that, imagine if you have married that guy, that, you would have been the wife of a janitor. That look at you, you hit a jackpot by marrying me and the CEO. Then the wife smiled at him and said, don't look down. You should actually think about what I did. And the lady now started explaining. I said, remember when you wanted to start this business? The first three, four trials you had, they were failures. I was the one that was encouraging you to go on. You almost quit. You almost resigned. Because things were really tough at that time, I had to sacrifice and go and get two extra jobs to allow you to find your bearing on the job. You, I mean, you talked about different stages of their lives where she made a lot of sacrifice. Right. Now they are wealthy. She's not working. Now the guy thinks I'm the big boy. I made right. everything happen. So what she made, what, the whole essence of that uh, story was that she built the man. She was the one that built the entire right. family from the background. And like the, the guy is the architect. But she was the one that was clearly I've the... Not, I've not seen the video, so but what's the punchline? The punchline would be what? Punchline is, don't ever think that what you are today was all by you. All by you, okay. It's, so, you, the, the okay, so if, I, if, if, okay. if I were the woman, I would say to, to the man as punchline that 
If I didn't marry you, you would be the janitor. <laughs> I know it would be the Okay, um yes. Okay, um good evening, Papi. Good evening. Um, what comes to mind is the friend's experience. Okay. And apart from using another thing, apart from using words to you know bring down the home, another thing that comes to mind is your action as oh, a woman. Right. You know, and if a friend came to me some years back and she had issues with her husband. Right. And she started pointing her heart to me and telling me everything. And from everything she told me, you know, she was saying her husband is a liar, is a cheat, is a this, is that, and everything. But I just told her one thing. He's all that, but then he's still your husband. Right. But what I could see from that story was that she had formed a team, like um, a support system like a team against her husband outside of the marriage which is just wrong on every level right you know so for me i think once there's division between the couple right there's there's unity has been affected okay you have a problem with this guy but don't ever have um i'm not saying you shouldn't get counsel or whatever but just don't form a team don't tear him down yeah, tell him that and then form a team with other people. I'm saying, yeah, it's, it's bad. Yes, it's did. I mean, it's just, to me, it's not wise to do that. Because right. at the end of the day, it's your husband. You are supposed to be one with this person. And then you now go outside and be mixing with uh, water when your husband is blood. And uh, they say blood is thicker than water. You know what I mean? <laughs> Praise the Lord. <clears throat> now, obviously, this scripture shows us the, how powerful the role of a woman is in a home and shows us that the fate of that home is largely determined by the woman. You know, so as a um, pastor that has worked with a lot of marriages, I would say that this is absolutely true. Where you have a man that is, you know, faltering or um, struggling, if you have a woman that is stable and, you know, and consistent, the man always comes around. But having said that, there are some men that destroy their own home. Praise the name of the Lord. And that's the truth, I mean. And, you know, some men are just irresponsible. So what do you do? What do you do? What do you do? Now, with, with, with this scripture, is not culturally, we tend to um, look at this kind of scripture and focus on developing our, our women, our, our girls, training our girls. Girls are more trained than boys. Did you know that? Girls are more trained. Girls, girls are told, oh, your room has to be in order. You know, one day you are going to be in your husband's house. You, are going to, you have to learn how to cook this. You have to learn how to take care of this. You have to learn how to take care of that. And we leave our boys to play. They are not really trained. So, who do, who do these girls marry? The untrained boys that never grew up. And it becomes a problem. So, for those that are single, 
Don't marry an untrained boy. If you have married an untrained boy already, it's your portion. <laughs> God is your strength. Okay, <clears throat> quickly. 20, more, um, money. Let's dive to money. The poor are despised even by their neighbors, while the rich have many friends. It is a sin to belittle one's neighbor. Blessed are those who help the poor. So God is saying, this is the attitude that we should have. Don't look down on anyone that is, because it's, it's poor. Don't look down. In fact, God calls it a sin. It's an issue with God. On the other hand, if you're, people that are poor, they don't, they are despised. So you will not be poor. Say amen, come on. You don't, don't say, oh, God is always fighting for us poor people. You know, so people come to me and they say, oh, pastor, this is what the Bible says you should take care of us. You take, you take care of those of us that are poor. I'm like, come on, get out of there. Get out of there. See yourself out of there. Verse 31. Those who oppress the poor insult their maker. But helping the poor honors him is huge. It's huge. If you are not going to, if you are able to help someone, help the person. If you are not going to help the person, treat them with respect and move on. Just, just treat them with respect and move on. The fact that you are socially in a higher career as it were, if looking down and despising and oppressing the poor, you are insulting God. I'm sure none of us will do that. Wealth is a crown, verse 24, wealth is a crown for the wise. The effort of fools yield only foolishness. So God again is saying to us, Wealth is a crown for those that have wealth. I pray that you will be wealthy. Because don't mistake it to mean poverty is a good thing. Wealth is a crown for the wise. Verse 23. Work brings profit, but mere talk leads to poverty. So God expects us to work and walk, and walk, and God will bless the works of our hands in the name of Jesus. Your hands must walk, and God will bless the work of your hands. Life. Verse 30. A peaceful heart leads to a healthy body. Jealousy is like cancer to the bones. So God is saying... Jealousy is a, it's, it's a type of, it's a negative emotion. So God is saying that negative emotions affect your physical health. For your heart to be at peace, for you to be able to lay your head down and sleep, you are peaceful. It's, it brings health to your body. But when you lay your head down, you are filled with jealousy, you are filled with envy, you are filled with Pride, all other negative emotions. God is saying it's going to affect the health. A lot of health problems that people are having, many times is tied to a negative emotion. Verse 29 and 17 says, People with understanding control their anger. 
A hot temper shows great foolishness. Short-tempered people do foolish things and schemers are hated. There's no pride in being hot-tempered. There's no pride in being hot-tempered. If you are, if you are all tempered, the Bible says you lack understanding. Nothing good comes out of it. Now, sometimes some people pride themselves in being hot-tempered. God says that's foolishness. That's foolishness. I mean, take it from someone. I used to be hot-tempered, as in hot-tempered. Unbelievably. Jesus changes people. Though. I'm a living proof. I know some people still think I'm all tempered. But I'm not compared to where I used to be. I'm not by God's grace. I used to be hot tempered. When I mean when we're growing up, when I'm upset, everyone, and I mean in my house growing up, everyone backs off. Everyone. Everyone backs off. I, I remember one day I was upset. <laughs> I was impressed with one of my elder brothers. And, and I charged at him. And he saw me. And he wanted to obviously fight. And I grabbed the cutlass. And he turned and shot the door and I've swung the cutlass and he shot the door and the cutlass went through the door. If he had stayed, I'd probably be in jail by now for manslaughter. So, when Femi is upset, everybody backs off. Because I used to fight with bottle. <laughs> oh, don't look at me like that. I'm born again now. <laughs> I used, to, I used to fight with knives. I used to carry knives. I, used to, I mean, it, it was like that. But Jesus changed my life. <laughs> totally. Totally. Huh. So it is difficult to be angry and be wise at the same time. In fact, you can say it is impossible to be angry and be wise. So, if you are dealing, if you're a wife or a woman or a man or a husband, you are single, you are married or whatever, if, or you are, you are, if you are angry, if you, want, if you want to deal in anger, know that you are going to make a foolish decision. 90% of the time, you are going to make a foolish decision. So, when you are angry, don't make a decision. That's what God is saying to you. Verse 12. There is a path before each person that seems right, but it ends in death. There's a path before each person. Everybody here, there's a path before everyone here that seems right, but God says it ends in death. You will not take it in the name of Jesus. And what will make you not to take it is verse 27. The fear of the Lord is a life-giving fountain. It offers escape from the snares of death. So being in God will deliver you from death. You know, there's, um, someone sent me a, a message today that how 
I mean, she got, um, the family got a, a job somewhere, very good job somewhere. I would, I would take them out of town to the, another part of Lagos, you know, and which means that, you know, they would relocate and find another church, you know. And she was saying that, ah, that she's grateful to God that they didn't take that path because she's sure that her husband, it took her a long time before he can, the man can have somebody that he can listen to. He says in God's favorite house that her husband has mentors, people he can listen to. He says if, he, if she removes him from that area, you know, that she knows that the marriage probably will not be. He said, when I was reading the message, I remembered a couple that actually moved and the whole thing scattered completely. Not that you shouldn't move. Some people should move. But if you move when God has not told you to move, you'll be asking for trouble. Praise the name of the Lord. It's not every path that you should take. Verse verse 4. Without oxen, a stable stays clean. But no, but you need a strong ox for a large harvest. So, without oxen, the stable stays clean. But you need oxen to get a harvest. So if you, there are some things that you cannot do without. They have their own uh, collateral problem. The oxen will poo-poo, we do everything. But that same oxen will get you a good harvest. We plow your ground, we carry your plows, we, the yokes, and drag the carriages and everything. So the, God is saying, sometimes in life, you need to look at the alternative for God. What's the opportunity cost of this thing? What, or, of not having it, of having it. If I am, to, I'm, I'm going to take this, there's going to be a problem, but it, the result far outweighs the problem. Many times, people make decisions because there's just going to be a problem. Sometimes, there are people in your lives that they are like the oxen. They cause a mess. But if you are wise and you know how to deal with them, they will bring you a harvest. But if you throw them away, then you are now praying. And God is saying, but we gave you someone. But you threw, I will, you threw him away. Verse 15. Only simpletons believe everything they are told. The prudent carefully consider their steps. The simpletons there just means fools. Fools. Uh, it's big, big grammar for fools. Only fools believe everything they are told. Eh, you cannot imagine. Eh, she said this, said that. I'm like, okay. But have you, have you considered this side? Eh. Can that be possible? You see, no matter how sweet the story is, there's always another side to it. If you understand that, in fact, so many things you just... People tell you things, listen, listen. But every story you listen to, be sure there's another side to it. Sometimes the other side may collaborate the story, 
But many times the other side will contradict the story. So, I mean, if you ask any pastor here that has done marriage counseling, that has counseled couples, the first person you listen to in either the husband or the wife, by the time you are done, you want to slap the other couple. That you, you wish the couple were so that you can give him or her a dirty slap. True or false? <laughs> but our pastors know, because they are wise people, that there is another side of the story. So we don't counsel one person. You can't just be telling us stories, stories, so that we can't say, oh, your husband is a, is a devil. Mm-mm. We want to hear his own side of the story. Or your wife is a witch. We want to hear our own side of the story. Why? Because there are always two sides of the story. Says, but, but, you know, <laughs> someone said to me, hey, but I've told you now, why do you still need to call her? I said, yeah, well, I just need to talk to her because, you know, so that I can conduct deliverance. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. Thank you for listening to this. I want to encourage you to share this resource with your family and friends. God bless you.